here. Testing mic, testing mic, testing the mic. I feel like I'm at the bottom of the sea, and that's the top of the sea. This is like the seabed. Yeah. It's like a Well, I mean, the atmosphere is a sea of air, ocean of air, protecting this planet. That's a nice tripod. All right, we're rolling. Recording? Yep, recording. Awesome. So, episode three of Truth Serum. Got my guest, Hagopstarian, over here. So, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? About myself? Yeah. What do you do? What, what do you do like? Do? Who are you? I'm, I'm nobody. Pretending to be somebody. Who are you pretending to be then? A person. Yeah? With problems. What kind of problems are you going through right now? Money. Just dealing with that. A lot of us are. Yeah. I'm really sympathizing with people's struggles right now. We're all, we're in it. It's uh COVID time. Yeah. People have lost their work. Mm. Here we are, enjoying nature. And all these flies. Well, nature's enjoying us too. Yeah, we're, juicy blood. Yeah, we're a feast for them right now. Yeah. But it's true, you know, COVID puts a lot of things into perspective. Especially, you know, what you're going through. Uh, you now kind of understand what the, the whole debt trap is. Because you're going through it. Uh, yeah. But everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah building compassion and humility mm -hmm. yeah and it's making me embrace service in my schedule I put serve instead of work serve slash Uber Eats because I'm serving people and It's, it's amazing how much I'm enjoying this work now compared to last year. All because my inner world changed. A lot of anger has dissolved. And just having my own place has been a, a big part of that. I've been healing mm -hmm. because I've had my own space to, to be to myself without the judgment of people. People love to judge. We can't escape it. Yeah. We all judge. We all judge. It's normal. But you're right. Sometimes it helps to kind of take time off from that. And just be alone. Be to yourself. But then you can't even escape your own judgment sometimes. That's right. Your own mind is always there. <laughs> your own mind judging just judges you. nonstop. Why aren't man. you working? Why aren't you being productive? Yeah. Why aren't you making money? Why, why don't you have a girlfriend? Why this? Why that? And never ends until you step back step back and 
you lose yourself in the moment. You come back to the present. That's that's the work I really have to do. Stepping back, eh? Stepping back, yeah. Letting go. Accepting these mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, no use fighting them. They're just going to bite you. So, just brush them away. Don't let them bite you too much, though. You're <laughs> trying to get me through the pants. Yeah, I'm not very well dressed for this at all. <laughs> I was expecting so much life to be in this forest. Because I was here maybe two weeks ago and it was completely barren, as I was telling you before. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys too. So I, I used to come running here kind of in the early spring, end of winter. And it's just incredible how quickly things changed. I'm telling you, not even two weeks ago. None of this was here. This is not green at all. It's maybe beige or grayish almost. So, so to see this today for the first time, uh, it's, it's, it's just really amazing. It is. Really amazing how quickly some of this stuff happens. And it's not just the mosquitoes that have come out, but humans too. Yeah. Despite the quarantine. Yeah, yeah, we've seen a few people out walking their dogs. A lot of dogs. There's a walker down there. A couple. Yeah, it's, it's a magnificent place. The Sea of Green. Yeah, the Sea of Green. I like your analogy before. The canopy is kind of like the surface of the water, and we're living beneath it. Yeah, and these mosquitoes are like fish yeah. swimming around in this sea. It's incredible because forests are very three-dimensional spaces. Yes. Verticality as well as horizontality. So it's, it's, it's really nice kind of seeing how nature makes use of everything available to it at all moments to yeah. just work its magic. I mean, it really is magical how, how this life grows and just so, so fucking quickly, man. So quickly. So fast. It's so fast. It's, it's in a blink of an eye, stuff changes. Always changing. Tell us about how your life's been changing recently. You're going through a pretty rapid change too, aren't you, right now? Yeah. So what's going on? What's going on with that? You know, your career. Well, yeah, my career is, is growing. All of that. Um, the biggest change career-wise has been being independent with positive cash flow. I'm just blown away that I can work three and a half hours a day and pay my bills. Mm -hmm. I can work any time. Right, because you're working as an Uber Eats driver now, right? Exactly. So. Both of us are. Yeah. It's a really cool job. Really cool job. Just the flexibility and the freedom. Your boss is an algorithm. <laughs> Your boss is a computer. 
it's 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 a really wild time to be alive for real it's a great way to explore the city yeah meet yeah that's people. true you meet so many people every day i'm meeting it's like 10 true. 15 20 people a lot of homeless people right now mm -hmm. yeah it is a great way to explore the city i mean there's some streets that you'd never frequent on a normal day so this kind of gives you an excuse an wow. out my left knee has five mosquitoes on it. And they're trying to find a way through, eh? Yeah. Because they're trying to avoid the defenses of my arms. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful to even be here Monday, you know? If I was an employee, I'd be at work right now. Yeah, no way you can do this <laughs> in the middle of the day. Normal I'm, nine to five? Impossible. I'm, yeah, I'm really digging this independence. Having the, the freedom to work when you want. It's uh, it's kind of liberating. Like, I'm having that same liberation you felt when you first started working for Uber. Yeah, two years ago. Three yeah, years ago. That's happening to me right now. And it just creates a foundation of income that I can grow upon. Because mm -hmm. then I have all the rest of the day to do what I want. Right, because why do we work? What's the point of working? Yeah. Is not to provide freedom for ourselves? I could make more money by working more hours, but I'm like, fuck it. Why? why? I just need to do 10 deliveries a day and I'm good to go. There's a value to our time too that is perhaps beyond just money. That's right. Space paddles. Yeah, right there. Right on the phone. God, dude. Carry it with me all the time. Maybe I should explain space paddles because I haven't done it yet. Uh, it's a little startup company I have with a friend of mine, Kevin. Uh, yeah, we're just trying to share paddles to all the young paddlers, all the young athletes. Give them the cheapest possible product at the best possible value. Well, better way to do that than to share it so kind of my philosophy on this is well you can sell a paddle make a pretty nice profit because the margins on carbon fiber paddles are like 50 percent 70 percent depending on the kind of manufacturer you get but that's very small if you can have more than one person use the paddle yes. so what we're trying to do is instead of selling to one person we're creating a kind of docking station where you can store your paddles and then take them on the go, uh, kind of like a rental service, I guess. You take them for your practice and then you put them back and then when the next group comes around, next group takes it, next group puts it back. So one paddle can serve many people and like that, we're multiplying the effectiveness of that paddle while at the same time increasing our profits. And then we can reinvest those profits into an even better product at an even lower price. So what we're trying to do is give a paddle for $50 a season. And then once you've kind of paid in roughly 200 bucks, which is about double the cost of a single paddle, uh, you get to be a member for life because you've provided two paddles into the network effectively. Uh, and then 
as kind of thank you for being part of the family, you get no additional payments. They're all voluntary it, from that point forward. That's amazing, man, because it's so radically different from how every other business operates where they want to charge you till you die mm-hmm. every month. Yeah, because with a lot of these subscription models, you can make money indefinitely. Yeah. So yeah. you just have people hooked on it, and then you just bleed them dry. <laughs> like these mosquitoes. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, I figured um, we have to take a kind of social stand against some of the greed of these corporations. Yes. And... uh What's the point of a company? Is it really to make money? Or is it perhaps to provide value to society? Yeah. So which one's your priority? And obviously we value the second one a little bit more. So we want to give value to all these paddlers. And I want to kind of go back to how you're, you know, building your character through living what other people kind of struggle through. Uh, It's kind of how I got the idea for my Space Paddles business with Kevin. We were once (laughs) broke-ass, 20-year-old athletes trying to make it, training hard and all that, but we just didn't have the money for the equipment, and it was so hard. And I got really lucky because I found a really cheap paddle secondhand. The person sold it for such a big discount to me. Like, thank you so much. Uh, Same with Kevin. He was just borrowing paddles from other teammates and stuff. Yeah, even though he's a top tier paddler. <laughs> yeah, he's like one of the best paddlers in the world, and he's he's borrowing paddles because <laughs> he can't can't afford his own. Uh, but now that we're in a bit of a better financial position, we want to give back to this community that helped build our character. That's right. And, and maybe inspire other people to do crazy, wild adventures and companies, kind of like how we're doing. It's because the real goal of Space Paddles isn't to sell paddles. It's just like a bigger goal to it. And it's to inspire people to really do what other people don't want to do, what other people don't think is possible. So we're going to kind of prove to them that nothing's impossible. It's just a matter of how badly do you want to do it? How far do you want to go? How, how wild is your imagination? Yeah, that's my, my pitch for space paddles. <laughs> that's a pretty good pitch. Yeah. Yeah. The sharing economy. The sharing economy. Actually, um, inspiration for the for that was uh, when you came over. When was that? Two years ago. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, we were we were sitting in my garage. Summer twenty eighteen. Right after I'd quit my job. <laughs> And I, I said, I'm never going to be an employee again. And I've somehow pulled that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're in your garage. Yeah, we were in my garage and we were just looking around and just... All of these possessions kind of just sit around most of the time, unused. Uh, surely there's a better way to do it, no? Surely there's a way to get more value out of what we produce. And instead of just producing to consume and then toss it out after maybe using 1% of its full value. Uh, Through sharing, we can kind of amplify the usability and the 
the usefulness of what we make. And of course, it's a much more sustainable way to live too, because then instead of producing a million things that you just are crappy and cheap and you use once and then it sits around in your garage and then you throw it out and you buy a new one, maybe you could just build a thousand super high quality products and then share them. Yeah. And then they'll last for longer. Uh, so, you know, less landfill, less, less, less mining, less, less everything, just the more sustainable way to live. And it all starts with things like space paddles, even things like Netflix, you know, sharing data, all of that, all of that. A string of inspirations. Yeah. You just have to pay attention. There's inspiration everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Inspired by these flies. Man, a lot of ducks. Wow. The dogs have fur coats to protect them from the flies. I like how we're capturing all the noises of this forest. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, I love the tripod you built here because <laughs> it's like centrally placed. I just hope the audio is coming through loud enough. At least there's no wind. Bro, my first episode was like not, not very good at all because I had plugged it in. Yeah. But I wasn't using the right program, so it wasn't capturing through this mic. It was capturing through my phone mic. That mic is not great. Because it was out on my selfie stick, it was getting like a lot of wind noise. Right. Just all this buffeting and crap. You know, you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah. Got to make mistakes to progress. That's right. You just got to do it, try it, and grow from it. it I'm yeah, I'm becoming more comfortable with just doing things. I was going to ask you. It's uh, good, good segue here. Uh... Because you used to have a lot of fear when it came to you know, doing Uber Eats, being unemployed, yeah. self-employed. How'd you overcome that? I went so deep down the hole that my back was against the wall and I had to make a choice of Of, of work like action is is security mm -hmm. if you want security you need to take action so I turned it into a daily discipline I'm like okay every day now I'm gonna work and this w and, and not so focused on the on the results see it as as service as serving people yeah serving meals it's a good way to look at it and then I can convert the money I made delivering food into feeding myself, to paying for my home and my business expenses. And uh, I'm glad I, I, I dug myself a hole. Because <laughs> now I have the opportunity to get out of it and grow through the whole process. Mm -hmm. 
that you've got nowhere to go but up now. Exactly. No choice. But it, it was really all in my mind. It's 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 in it's in the mind. Your own mind just judging yourself. Right. Stopping you from doing what you need to do. And I'm really learning how to react to my thoughts, to thoughts, stream of thoughts and feelings. I'm turning Uber Eats into a spiritual practice of just being present. Like whenever I'm delivering, my whole focus is here on the Mm -hmm. person. And I'm sure your people appreciate it. Like the people you're delivering to. Yeah. They probably feel that positive energy. They do. I you know? I come in a good mood. And some of it rubs off. Yeah. And I'm imbuing the food as well with good vibes. Exactly. Food's tastier when it's delivered by a happy delivery man. Yeah. Because some delivery people are angry for a good reason. Like I was angry last year when I was doing the same job. It was anger within myself. But now, so much of that anger has dissolved through proactivity, through letting go. Right. Right, because we always have a choice on how to see things. Do you want to focus on the negatives? Pay's not great. Got this strange machine algorithm overlord (laughs) dictating your moves. It's completely random. Yeah. (laughs) Yesterday, it's like... Like, I ended up in Laval within five deliveries the other day. Mm -hmm. And I could be in a state of mind where I'm complaining about it. But at the time, I just accepted it. And everything worked out. And I still made, like, I still made decent money. It's just, like, how are you perceiving your circumstances? That's that's the real work that I want to focus on. That's why I started off with saying I'm, I'm nobody because I keep like putting myself in a box through my concepts of myself. Mm-hmm. Who am I? What am I? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to box myself in with my own mind. So it's almost like giving yourself a blank slate. Yes, by, by not taking my self-judgment seriously. Because it's hard. The mind is, is always running. You're always judging yourself. And I'm learning not to take the judgment seriously. And slowly it... The stream of it reduces. The The, the real work is inner, you know. Because even if I paid off all my debts... Um, I'll still have... I still won't be free, you know. <laughs> Because it's, it's coming from here. The suffering. How you're perceiving your circumstances. How you're judging your circumstances. How you're judging your thoughts and your emotions. So you'd say you'd be a slave to judgment in that case? Yeah, a slave to your mind. A slave to your mind. Yeah. Th- there are many forms of freedom. That's, that's the, the proper, the true freedom. Because mm-hmm. so many people search freedom outside themselves and they get there and they realize they're still not free because their mind's always running 
So it's a matter of how do you live with that crazy running mind. Yes. Yes. How do you live with it? How do you live with it? How do you react to it? I'm really grateful like I'm I'm doing what I want slowly you know I'm not sprinting at breakneck speed like a Gary Vaynerchuk but that's fine mm -hmm. I have all the time everyone goes at their own pace everyone goes at their own pace you don't have to force yourself to do what somebody else is doing yeah it's just we're so busy uh, comparing we can't help it. We can't help it's it. It's just that's that's how we are. That's that's the culture we grew up in, where we were ranked and compared, mm -hmm. graded. And it just perpetuates into the adult world, and the grades turn into dollars. Yeah. And it's just I'm I'm right now as a 27 year old, I'm trying to overcome all this conditioning from our culture. And by being in a tough financial spot. I empathize with the struggles of everyone. So it's like I can feel ashamed or I can feel grateful, right? Right. A lot of people will feel ashamed to be in debt. They'll never talk about it and pretend they're cool by wearing Gucci. <laughs> right? No, man. Be proud of it. I'm proud. Be proud. If you're in debt, be proud that you're in debt. Ugh. It's a huge lesson. These mosquitoes are a huge lesson. Oh, yeah. It's okay to be uncomfortable Yeah, it's sometimes. okay to be uncomfortable, yeah. Because we're shooting this dope video exactly. in the forest. Exactly, this is awesome. I love being Recording here. nature. And we're part of nature, you and me. Just as much as this thing, this soil. I'm gonna go check if the camera's still rolling. Yeah, we're still good. It's like music. Yes. It really is. Symphony of the Forest. <laughs> yes. Wow. Hope the mic's picking up on it. It should. It's a pretty good mic.
Actually, here's another thought that has been uh, kind of rummaging through my mind as we sit here. The thought of silence. It's, uh, it could be a little uncomfortable sometimes. Like, I, I'll, I'll be honest, it's a little uncomfortable sitting in silence at times. It's like, I feel like I should fill it, especially since I'm hosting you. I feel like yeah. I should be filling it up, having you guys listen to us speak. But it's like, do I have to take that seriously? No, because nature speaks exactly. when you're not speaking. It's, uh, it's nice to just listen. Yeah, listen to what's around you. Birds, the little chipmunks. Sound of flies buzzing through your ear. It's just funny, because I feel like my mind is kind of forceful with feeling that noise. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so strange. It's, so it's good strange. you're observing the mind right now. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It, it just it, it's just going. It's like shh, yeah. stream, a stream. It's ongoing, ongoing. And it, and it can't stand shh. stopping. It just wants to go. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Make money, make money. Yeah. <laughs> Do this, do that. Do that, yeah. Say this, say that. That's the first step, is just noticing the discomfort of that. Mm -hmm. And being okay with being uncomfortable. <laughs> Accepting. Yeah. And accepting that you even have endless stream of thinking. Because if you try to stop it, the voice in your head just gets louder. It tries to get your attention even more. Mm -hmm. If if you turn turn into an enemy, you just get more stuck. It's not something you should fight if you want kind of live in harmony with yourself yeah but what do you do do you do you ignore it you kind of feed into it sometimes give it a little bit give it an inch yeah you can yeah you can do whatever you want hmm. if you want to live an entire life unconscious of your mind that's fine too Absolutely. you'll have an infinite number of lifetimes to try it to, to permutate. We're so attached to our mind bodies. It becomes like this entity. This dense entity. My mind body. There's mm -hmm. my mind and the body attached to it. I am this. How do you deal with it? What do you do about it? Most of the time I just get uh, trapped by it. I just get caught up in the stream of thinking. But then there are times where I do notice and I take a step back and I have a moment of peace, a gap. Mm -hmm. 
All I can really do is observe without judgment. Then the voice quiets down a bit until it picks up again. But I like how you said it's fine if you live unconsciously or it's fine if you fight it too. Yeah. There's no problem with that. We could choose to do it if we want. Hell, maybe some people enjoy it. I mean, I kind of enjoy it sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah, to get caught up in yeah. all the life senses and experiences. It's wonderful. It's like uh, it's like going to the movies. Or like going to a great play where you just get totally lost in it and you forget. Yeah. Forget everything and you just have problems on your mind. It's, just, it's, it's almost like it brings you full circle back to like peacefulness because when all you have is problems on your mind, uh, it's a very like focused state in a way. Yeah, and if all you had was peace, you wouldn't appreciate peace. Yeah. You need the problems. You would never know. To, to, to contrast it with. Just like, um, yeah, we, we distinguish all the contrasts instead of embracing them. It's like we see, we see things as, as bad when they're also there to remind us of the good. Mm-hmm. We're just so judgmental of everything. When nature doesn't judge itself. But humans are part of nature and humans judge themselves. So maybe nature just does does judge judge itself in the form of humans. Through us. Through us. Nature can judge itself. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how, how would this log judge itself? It can. It needs a human to sit on it and feel its weight and its texture mm-hmm. oh, yeah we're going full-blown Alan Watts here <laughs> we're doing our 2020 2020 recording been 35 minutes. You want to keep going? We can call it a day. 
All right. What do you think, or you want to keep going? It's your call. It's my call, eh? You call it. It's hard calling it when you're on the spot like that. Uh, we'll go for another five or so minutes here. Perfect. Perfect. Whatever decision you make is the right decision. <laughs> there are no mistakes. Yeah. We're just judging ourselves of having made a mistake. Man. <laughs> But I could see why you put yourself kind of in the hole. Because sometimes there's just so many choices we have. It's overwhelming. Yes. It's like, I don't know what to do right now. My mind is racing. What the fuck do I do? I could stand. I could sit. I could stand back up. I could sit back down. Kick. Yeah, like, it's just... It's, it's almost difficult having so much freedom. That's right. There's so much responsibility and, you know, sometimes we don't want responsibility. It's, it's fine to not want responsibility. Yeah. Just take a break from it. Have someone else choose for you. Blaze around, do nothing. There are no mistakes. Keep telling myself that. Mm -hmm. No mistakes. Well, they're only mistakes if you choose to view them as mistakes, right? Yeah. Another great benefit of having all of this freedom is uh, choosing to never make mistakes by just changing your definition of a mistake. Yeah. Your definition of failure. <laughs> what was your greatest failure? You don't have to share if you don't have if you don't want, but kinda wanna know. Right off the bat, it's like uh, a dragon boat. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I didn't uh, push myself hard enough. Then that I've perceived as a failure. But um, I'm not so hard on myself about that anymore. You know, 
there was a lot on my mind and um, we're all growing up but is it, is it a failure that we met yeah you know there's so many beautiful relationships that, that formed through Dragon Boat even though I didn't achieve the performance level that I wanted there's just so many aspects and when you judge yourself on just one aspect things can seem like a failure it's a hard question to answer right because it's like when you see the bigger picture and you have hindsight on it and you can see all the steps that progressed you to where you are today like how do you answer the question yeah. What's my greatest failure? No. You have to put yourself into a judgmental mindset. Yeah, to even answer it's that a question. To even answer that question, you've already judged yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you've already put yourself in a bind. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll end it. Okay, awesome. So I'll see you on your podcast next. Yeah, live chatter. Yeah, we'll do it. Well, I'm so happy I had the opportunity to introduce you guys to my good friend, Hagop Sarian. And I'm also so happy that I was able to share that moment with him. He's a man that describes himself as nobody, as nothing. And yet, he somehow manages to live a life just bursting with meaning and just such a genuine life, such a genuine character. Thank you, Hagop.